0: Welcome to the YVH June podcast. My name is Jeff Thurlow. And I'm Adam Sparlin. Adam, it's good to be back. Uh, I know we went back to the kind of the old format last month. Uh, I enjoyed that. But it's always good to be back down here and
1: working with you and with Terry. Yeah, it's nice to be back in the studio sitting here. Uh, I think we've got a good show lined up this week talking ELD. 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 But before we go any further, we need to open up with a safety message. And so, actually, I have a safety message from one of our professional drivers named Jerry, and I'm sorry if I butcher this, St. Pierre, I believe. I think you got it right. Okay, I hope so. Jerry, if not, you can reach out to me and tell me I was a horrible person. So, but this was, I'm finding more and more drivers violating do not pass signs in construction zones, and all of them so far are not CFI drivers. What I don't appreciate is how close they come to your truck, not to mention their excessive speed. I generally ease off and allow them to get by me faster. Not much else you can do except let them get far from you space-wise. So also what's gotten worse is mostly four-wheelers that get on ramps that don't have a clue what a yield sign means. I see and catch them every day and make the appropriate decision in creating a greater space for their distraction. Get uh, the get the big picture and leave yourself an out. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, with that, you're exactly right on the, on the five-key drop there. Um, you know we're the professional we have to be the ones that make the right choice whether or not the people around us do Jerry that's a that's a good shout out I, I like that one yep I, I'm a big fan of that one and um, you know uh, before we dive into the actual meat and potatoes of the ELD show you know we've got the news and announcements we normally cover there's not a whole whole lot going on right now as far as the big announcements go I can tell you that uh, if you if you haven't signed up for any type of per diem, I know operations has, has been calling and talking to everybody about that. Something important to to make sure that you're at least aware of. Um, so you, you'll have a fleet super reach out to you soon if you haven't signed up for that. Uh, and then workplace is, is a big deal, and I know Jeff and I will talk about that quite a bit throughout the show. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time with it right now. Well, Adams, I think Adam is being a little humble and being the the fuel
0: and route fuel person supervisor. What a Um, True enough. (laughs) Fueling route is always important. It's it's coming into these hot summer months. Um, What are you seeing? I know you you look at those numbers more than anybody in this building. Um, What are you seeing? And and is there
1: anything we can do? Well, you know, here here's actually one really big thing, and I want to give a massive shout out to our fleet. Um, so Fuel and route. when we switched to PeopleNet, we lost the ability to do anything with it for a while. It was just unusable uh, due to some programming problems that took some time to fix. But well, we got them fixed, and then we switched to EFS, which caused a new problem, and we weren't able to use it again. So we weren't actually able to really track and do much with Fuel route until February of this year. And from February to May, you guys out there, everybody out driving a truck, have made our compliance get up to 70% which is the company's goal, where we go, where we save the most money. We save about $0.06 cents a gallon at 70%. We got there in three months' time, which is the fastest we've ever gotten that number there in the company's history, and it was the first time we'd been there in 13 months. Uh, and just thinking to myself as Adam was talking, just because we're at that goal,
0: if I know anything about Mr. Orr and Mr. Hens,
1: <laughs> there will be a new goal coming out. I can Oh, I'm sure of it. Yeah, and that's, uh, you, you know, my, my recommendation to, to everybody is follow fueling route as much as you can. We're going to continue to give you that leeway. Uh, so if you're in that situation, you can't get a hold of operations personnel to get you a new route, and you have no choice, we want to make sure that leeway is there. Um, but uh, you, you want to definitely be making sure you're watching that. With that, fuel is obviously important. You know, we spend a lot of money on diesel. Uh, it's the second highest expense we have as a company. Um, yep. You know, pay, Payroll's our number one. Fuel's right there with it. And so anything we can do to help control that cost is vital. And, you know, we can talk. We've been talking fueling route and fueling route so much. You know, idle kind of, our idle time, which is the other big factor that contributes to to the amount of money we spend on diesel, uh, ha- has fallen back a little bit. But it's summertime now, and we're going to idle. You know, there, there's no question about it. You idled the truck in the summer, right, Jeff?
0: Yeah, so something you and I were talking about, just a few, a uh, little while ago, um, drivers that are idling, why why would they want to high idle, and what is the
1: difference between a normal idle and a high idle? Well, the, the trucks give us the capability to run a high idle. Um, you know, if you run low on air pressure, something like that, it, it allows you to build air pressure up faster. Sure. Anything that runs off that belt drive, it can charge up and, and run it just a little bit quicker yep. and get you that little bit of extra edge on that. You know, if you're building air or something like that, it, it, high Makes idle sense. is a fine thing. And what you're doing is you're just taking this engine that idles somewhere between five and 600 RPM, um, and, and you're revving that engine up to between 1,000 and 1,100. Uh, the problem that happens when you do that is you also burn more fuel. And you and know that's just, where that's where you got me earlier when you told me those two numbers
0: uh, completely blew me away.
1: Yeah. And, well, what I'm seeing, and this is just kind of taking a look and watching the fleet, so not. I'm not quoting Cummins numbers or any spouting off any random numbers. I mean, I'm just looking at our stuff, what our drivers are doing. So drivers that are sitting at regular idle uh, are burning probably in the ballpark of between .6 and .8 gallons of diesel every hour. Okay. Um, somebody who has bumped that high idle up and they're running and they're setting that cruise control on their idle at around between 1,000 and 11, those drivers are burning between 1.1 and 1.4 gallons per hour. So if you idle for a whole 10-hour rest break, which is okay. I mean, if you're in Arizona, you're going to idle for a long time. We, we get it. That's fine. But if you have bumped up to that high idle, you could in 10 hours, you could actually burn 13 gallons of diesel. Which, Double what
0: you normally Yeah, would, which normal. if you're
1: running a decent fuel economy, which a lot of you guys are, I mean, you're, a lot of drivers are over 7 now you got to think, that's 13 gallons at 7 miles per gallon. That's a lot of distance that's just gone. Yeah, I mean, if you really just think about it, that's like taking 13-gallon
0: jugs and just dumping it out the door.
1: Yeah. Just yep, for whatever reason. Yeah, you just felt like dumping
0: out 13 it gallons of water. it doesn't help your truck cool any faster. It doesn't, I mean, it's just there to do it. So.
1: Yeah, the the air conditioner doesn't need that high idle to, to cool the truck
0: any faster. I think faster. If, if Greg or Mike were here, they would tell you this is one of the things that, you know, just – we're asking you to do like if you get out of the truck, shut the truck off. If you don't have to high idle, don't
1: high idle. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's you know that's absolutely absolutely important. You know with that you know the the temperature range on the truck is 35 to 65. If for some reason it's 80 degrees outside and that truck's not letting you idle for more than five minutes, then get a hold of the maintenance department. Let's get that fixed. Uh, you know we may have to route you into a dealership to do it, but you know let's fix it. Yep. You know that that's going to save a lot more money in the long run than just. Uh, High idling that truck. On top of, more importantly than the cost of fuel, driver
0: safety. So you're right. If something isn't working, we want to make sure you guys are taken care of. So let's get it fixed.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely vital.
0: Well, all right, Adam. I think it's time. Let's get into the into the meat and potatoes of the show. It's the big ELD. We're going to talk about this. This whole show
1: is basically based on this. what do we got? Well, I think we're uh, we're going to have some really good guests this time. I- I'm really excited for this show. Uh, we're going to lead off with our old buddy, Andy. And uh, beyond that, we're going to bring in training with Brian Robinson. And we're going to close it out with the guy that uh, Jeff and I have. Jeff's known him a lot longer than me, but I've become pretty good friends with him as well, with Albert Areola, who's a professional driver with over 3 million miles under his belt. I,
0: I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to be a probably a really good interview. Just a hunch.
1: So... Uh, we're ready to dive into it. So, Jeff, take it away.
0: All right. Well, up next, after the break, we'll introduce Andy Standifer, the manager of safety.
1: We are joined now by Andy Standeffer. Nice and familiar guest for everybody here. Andy, welcome back to the show. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. It's good to have you again, Andy. Oh, yeah. We're always happy when Andy's around. He always answers some good questions for us. But today, as we move into this whole ELD conversation in our show, uh, what what uh, we kind of want to lead off is from the safety and compliance standpoint, what ELD is going to mean. And uh, I, I think first, let's just talk about that kind of training aspect of it, seeing that's your baby anyway. Yeah. Um, how did we how did he get it start like what are we where are we
2: at with it now and sure so uh, with any new product that comes to the market we want to make absolute sure that this thing's working as close to as 100% as possible because uh, in this instant you know our professional drivers time is everything and we want to make sure that we're doing everything from a compliance and safety standpoint to make sure that you have you know the maximum uptime so you can stay productive so uh, where we're at today is we're, we're, we're still working with about a, a dozen or so uh, trucks that have been running ELD. The results have been pretty good. Uh, there is a couple bugs in the background that PeopleNet is working on today, and we will very soon have a fix for that. And uh, once uh, that fix has uh, been established and we uh, can verify that everything's good to go, we're going to start uh, you know, rapidly uh, migrating trucks to the uh, new platform in the uh, weeks and months ahead.
0: So the overall,
2: when are we going to start migrating? When does this whole thing need to be done? So yeah, our timeline uh, is pretty short. Uh, we have a we have a federally mandated deadline of December to have the whole fleet done. Uh, we don't want to be procrastinators though. So internally, our goal is to be done by uh, Halloween. Um, we're running a little behind on what our uh, our plan was to start because of some issues in the background. We wanted to make sure it get fixed so. Uh, probably starting around the first part of july we'll start moving um, larger groups of trucks over to the new new platform it's kind of it's kind of
0: going to feel like that same feel as when we transitioned from our old um communication unit to the people net and boy that was a whirlwind
2: of a felt like a little while a few months but man it went by quick you're telling me yeah that's it was a it was a whirlwind of a project and you know the position that we were in then, Jeff, we we really had to move quick on that uh, because our old system was so antiquated. And uh, I don't uh, foresee that this uh, that this migration is going to be as challenging as that one was, uh, because we're not talking about new hardware in the truck this time. We're literally just talking about an over-the-air update. Matter of fact, the new um, ELD interface is actually much more user-friendly um you know as an example you know when you stop to take a, a quick break on the road you don't have to toggle back and forth between 14 different screens just to go off duty uh just a quick example of what that might look like so with respect to the, to our drivers it's going to be much easier to operate and i think you'll like the new and more cleaned up interface i'm very uh-huh.
1: excited to yeah, yeah to see it that that'll help out a lot and i, I uh, I do think it's important to note here that we talk about this transition. Um, I think we learned our lessons from that people. Now, when we're coming into this with a whole different
2: aspect from the training department, would that be right? Oh, no, no doubt about it. So, um, you know, Adam, you know this too. You were there during that migration as well as I was, and uh, we took a lot of lessons learned from that. <laughs> uh, Put it mildly. You know, all, all parties involved in this from different departments, and uh, we're, we're keeping those things in perspective. And bottom line uh, is uh, is education, education, education. And, uh, you know, that's from all levels of the organization, so we're going to do a a great job this time to uh, make sure that we train our professional drivers to make this as uh, painless as possible. So do I understand this right?
0: All drivers are going to have to come in through Joplin to get this taken care of?
2: That is not correct. Uh, With uh, literally the flip of a switch here in Joplin, Missouri, wherever your truck's at, as long as you are in the truck, they can make that switch happen. And there's a lot of resources actually built into the tablet itself. You can do a tutorial right from the tablet. You can you'll, you'll be able to log on to the driver dashboard, access material. Certainly, you can uh, call the company, and we'll have a we'll have a cadre of officials here to uh, to help you get through that.
0: While this isn't a change in any rules in the hours of service, it's just holding people more accountable,
2: right? Yeah, I would actually say this is more of a leveling the playing field across the sure. industry. So. Many of you know if you've heard the the news in the industry for the last two years since ELD um, was implemented in 2017, the the talk has been exemption, exemption, exemption. Well, that's what we're moving away from with with ELD. Mm-hmm. So every motor carrier that's required to uh, record hours of service uh, includes us, most of our peers. Um, you know, we're all going to be on the same set of rules. Our devices will all have the same exact parameters. Uh, there's many many things in there that the carriers are not allowed to manipulate on those, uh, so they're very specific. So, some of those things uh, are arguably a little more challenging for our drivers. Uh, you know, I'll be the first to admit it's going to be pretty tough in some cases. However, we're just going to have to adapt and overcome it as an organization. And at CFI, this is what we do better than anybody else.
0: What are what are some of those things that you feel like maybe drivers are going to to have to battle through and to get better
2: at? Well, uh, time management is going to be even more important than it is today. I mean, it's it's one of the most important parts of our job besides being safe, but now we got to do it uh, compliantly to the letter of the law. So, in the past, you know, uh, drivers, we've been able to control certain aspects of our, of our, of our e-logs. Uh, that, that window is going to shrink uh, considerably. considerably in the days ahead. So, I'm considering that, you know, when that drive time gets calculated at five mile per hour, we have to consider every single move that we make. Uh, End of the day, though, it's going to just come down to communication, and there's going to be times where you're just going to have to say, I can't do it. And, uh, you know, we're going to be here to support you for that. All we ask is that you give us a call and let us know what's going on.
1: Communicate that as early Absolutely. as possible. Yeah. You, you know, operationally, I know there's going to be a lot of concerns, and I, I think we'll dive into that a lot more later in the show with Albert and things. But um, for uh, from a maintenance perspective, uh, how does this look with a shop? So if all drive times recording over five miles an hour, mechanics have to
2: move the trucks. How's that work? Yeah, that's a great question, Adam. So... The key here is anytime you leave your tractor in the custody of an authorized driver, like a like a Kenworth dealer or such, you absolutely have to log out of that device. If you don't log out, and that service tech takes your truck for a uh, test drive, um, those hours could be pinned back on the driver. So uh, it's very pertinent that we get in the habit of when we leave the truck. That we log out of the device so that the, that those miles don't get get held to your uh, driving account.
0: Is it? Am I hearing this right that they're actually going to have their own login information, so
2: they're going to have to log into that system as well? Uh, you know, we're still trying to hammer out exactly what that policy is going to look like. But um, you know, if it's here at you know at a, at a CFI facility, yeah, we will have you know probably a, a feature set up so that uh, it'll. Cause the least amount of a hassle for the driver when they get back in the truck, sure. uh, but the main key being that when you're at those outside locations across the country, if you have to turn that truck over to somebody, make sure you log out of it.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, and uh, do, do you know uh, will uh, Transport America yards where we do maintenance will that be treated the same as CFI yards? We're still working on that aspect
2: gotcha. of it at, at this point. So,
0: what? Uh, so we're getting ready to have we're going to have training on next, and then we're going to have. Uh, One of our professional drivers, Albert Ariola, on at the end to talk about different aspects of this ELD change. Um, You've kind of been hands-on with these 12 12 or so drivers. Any issues that you've seen? Um, How are they doing, you know, taking care of stuff? How is it just playing
2: out overall? Yeah, so uh, these folks, such as Albert and others, have been very instrumental in helping us uh, learn what we need to do to be able to support our drivers in the, in the, in the future state. So I'll tell you some feedback that I've got from uh, everybody by and large is uh, they love the new interface. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about that. I've not heard of losses in productivity. These folks have been very diligent in managing their time, and they're doing it safely. Um, they've also had to sort of relearn some things themselves, you know, um, such as if you you run out of drive time, um, you, you know, you just have to log it as you do it, and sometimes take the violation with an explanation as to why that we had to go over hours. So, in, you know, situations like that they're a lot more transparent now to the to roadside inspectors. So, uh, you know, the better that you can document and use annotations to support your story, uh, you know, the better you're going to come out ahead on the on the on the roadside if that were Absolutely. the case. So, so a lot of positive things. Uh, you know, on the on the other side, we've seen just some minor. I would call them technical bugs, uh, but um, you know nothing that wasn't addressed pretty quickly, and um, you know so overall, uh, uh, I would say that they've given the thumbs up on the on the product. So. Good deal.
1: Yeah. So how's the uh, with with all the bugs and everything? How's the support been for PeopleNet? Have they been really fast in making sure to help get this rolled out?
2: Yeah. So um, we're a priority customer with PeopleNet. No <laughs> doubt. Um, what I've learned from my peers in the industry too. Um, there's other carriers out there um, that have fleets three times the size of us, and uh, they're struggling. Uh, but because of that relationship that we have with PeopleNet, they've been right beside, uh, right beside us through that journey. We're actually quite a bit ahead of others, I'm glad to report. So, um, yeah, they're doing a great job supporting us.
0: So some of the back office personnel uh, that are going to be more hands-on with this than probably anybody else – you know, folks in the log department and things like that. How are they adapting to this?
2: Very good, very good. So we adopted a, a little bit of a peer-to-peer um, training method with this. So we put we put one truck with one log associate, and they learned together.
0: There you go.
2: Uh, and they got to uh, the, the log associates. Also, each one of them got in the truck and took a, a, a half-day trip with a driver using ELD, so they could see it from the driver's seat. And then when they were able to take it to the back office on the administrative side, it really helped that make a lot of sense to them. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, they've been actually learning from each other and teaching each other uh, all the way along. It's been kind of a it's been a pretty neat deal.
1: Well, and with that, obviously, uh, you know, talking about what it's going to mean to the drivers is one thing. Uh, the drivers have to be concerned about their fleet soups too. How are they going to do? Uh, I've been in some of the meetings with you for mm-hmm. some of the oversight of this, but I haven't seen a lot of it yet. I know you're working with the operations training team. Do you have any updates on how that's going for the operations staff?
2: Yeah, so our, our compliance team is building the the training as we speak. Uh, that training is going to be uh, very diverse. Uh, it's also going to it's going to cover not only you know what's required of the ELDs, the technical aspects of it, but it's very important that every one of our, our operations personnel knows how what the impacts are and what it's going to mean to the drivers, more importantly, so they can do the best job to support you from everything from loads coming into the pipeline, loads getting planned to the truck, and pickup and delivery of those loads. So at every level, you know, we're going to be there right beside the operations personnel from the Safety and Compliance Department to to help everybody get educated on this. Well, it sounds like more now than ever,
0: people need to be involved in this, understand what, just to your point, just understand what's going on to make everybody successful. And I think you guys are kind of the... The point of the spear and you guys are making sure everything's taken care of so when we get to ready to roll this out to our professional driving fleet it'll just be seamless
2: that's the goal and, and again like we said uh, looking in the rearview mirror, mirror some other large projects we've rolled out we've learned some lessons and I think we've got a better game plan moving forward um, certainly I want to I want to plug the driver training department to uh, those folks I got seven folks over there that are former CFI drivers And I'm talking 20, 30 years with the company. They've seen every change imaginable at this point. And, uh, you know, they've lived through it, too. And they're going to help you guys uh, get through this big change, too.
0: Just to give a plug to that training department, Andy, how can they get in contact with the training department in case they
2: have any questions
0: now or after the ELD rollout?
2: Yeah, a lot of ways. Uh, One, I would encourage everybody to get on Workplace and check out the safety announcements page. We'll be very engaged there. You can post ask questions there. Uh, you can email the training department itself at safety.training at or give us a call, extension 25710. We're here Monday through Friday.
1: Good deal. Well, uh, and this is just kind of a, a general review tomorrow. We're going to meet Brian here in a little bit on the show, but as uh, if somebody's coming through, they're at the terminal, they've got some downtime maintenance, whatever reason they're here. Uh, is there anything going on right now where somebody could request some ELD training?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at 2 o'clock in the driver training department, uh, across from the driver's lounge and driver services, uh, we have a uh, part of our daily training class. Uh, the biggest part of that is ELD training. So we just kind of introduce everybody to it, give you a sneak peek at what's to come, and that way uh, when it does come time to, to make the switch, you'll be a little better armed to, to get there. So,
1: I think getting that information out is probably going to be absolutely vital. I know we're working hard to make sure it gets out there. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd recommend getting any, any channel that this company communicates through, that CFI talks to the drivers through. Uh, I would make sure that you, you're out there trying to get your hands on it because I think it's going to be important. That's right. Andy,
0: as always, appreciate your time, appreciate you being on the show. You've always got some good information. I'm glad that you are where you're at in this company. You guys are doing great things, and I think you're to have you guys in charge of getting all this ELD stuff done, uh, we couldn't be in better hands. So appreciate your time.
2: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Adam. Uh, great to be here as always, and uh, everybody just keep on pressing safely.
0: Guys, up next we have Brian Robertson from the training department to give the aspect from training on how this ELB is going to work for them. back to the show up next we have brian robertson from our training department welcome brian
3: hey thank you very much good afternoon everyone uh yeah been driving for 20 years uh started out driving uh, with cfi i was a driver finisher here at the company uh i drove here for three years i left here went to another company i spent about 14 years down there a small company um I was lucky enough to have 20 years, two million miles, ticket and accident-free, safe miles. So even even when we hire outside of the driving force,
0: we are still looking for those drivers that are accident-free. And, you know.
3: Oh yeah, you got you, you, you know the CSA protecting your CSA is uh, gold these days. You got to keep that low CSA score. That way you have options, and it also helps the company have options when they're dealing with. Uh, shippers and stuff trying to get bids in on loads as well it's a two-part effort with that csa that's for
1: sure well brian i think uh, that's a heck of an accomplishment number one congratulations on that you know it's two million miles alone is not easy but doing it safe and accident free is even harder so definitely congratulations on that but you know from our perspective here at cfi and and, you know anybody who's dealt with me knows i've worked a lot with people net here You have been a lifesaver to us up in operations as you took a lot of that burden uh, from the training side of people over from us, and it it was a huge benefit. Uh, You know, from that training background, as
3: we're talking about ELD today, how do you think this is going so far? I think the progress we're making with our pilot drivers and everything, the transition, even with the back office, I think we're doing an excellent job and I see great results out of this.
0: How long Brian, you said I think you said it a little bit earlier, how long did did you operate on ELD? I
3: operated under ELD with my previous company for two years. We had to account for every movement of the truck.
0: So did you start when they first started with ELD or were they already into
3: that? Yes, I was their one and only pilot driver. It was a small company. We had fifty trucks, me and one other person in the log department and safety work together to start the pilot program.
0: Yeah, so that's, you've kind of already been there and done that kind of thing with with that other company, so it's really a good thing that you're here and an integral part of getting this ELD up and going for CFI.
3: Yeah, I I love the ELD and I love the PeopleNet system that we use. Uh, I found out it's just like anything that you operate. You get a new phone, it takes a day or two to get used to it. Uh, once you learn how to navigate through it, it's really simple. We're dealing with an Android tablet, nothing more than just apps. So from the, so from that, like
1: that usability experience, I mean, everybody, it's taken a while to get used to logging on a PeopleNet. Uh, I know you can attest to that, Jeff. Um, it hasn't been easy for a lot of our drivers. So as we're transitioning, what do you think of this new uh,
3: user interface, do you think it's going to be a better system? Oh, yeah, the user interface, no doubt. I mean, it's more simple for the driver, it's a driver friendly interface. Everything you need to access is one touch. If you need to update your shipment information, it's right there on the screen. One touch, you can enter those in, you can remove the old one. If you need to update that trailer number, say you drop an hook mill a day, you need to get that updated. It's one touch from the driver interface screen. It's much more friendly, simpler to use. And I think the learning curve is going to be very minor compared to the transition of AOBRD. Okay. Well, with, with that, what, uh, what types of resources
1: are you working on that we're going to be publishing out there? So, and where can we find them? Where do we expect to put this stuff out?
3: Well, right now we're working on some training uh, programs. We do have a pilot team out there with 12 units on it. And we're using driver's feedback to create our training. We're not just going to read off material and stuff and make a training program. we got the pilot drivers out there. We're listening to what they need, how it operates, what they see from their perspective. And that's how we're developing it because this is for the driver. So we need to keep it simple, usable, and very easy to understand and operate.
0: How How many drivers do we have on this program currently?
3: We have 12 units out there. We have a variety of company solos. We got company team drivers. We got some independent contractor teams and independent contractor solos out there as well. We're in the process of adding one of our Taylor back and forth to Canada trucks this coming week as well. So we're getting great feedback. Are we seeing miles affected? No. The way that we operate, it's still operating the same way. It's how we log things is what's making it different. With the new uh, EOD mandate, we have to account for every movement of that truck. So, with that being said, we have two ways to account for it. We have our off-PC, then we also have our regular driving status. So, you've got to stop and think before you move that truck. Is it a work function, so that would be a driving status, or does it fall under personal use for the personal conveyance that's within the company guidelines that CFI has set in policy? What are some of the, are there any issues
0: that the drivers are seeing that maybe we've had to go back and correct certain things or
3: what kind of, are they seeing any struggles? Uh, Right now with the drivers, uh, the only feedback that I've been getting from them is that they love the system. So they're, they're really, really liking this. The transition, like I said, is really easy for them to do with our training right now we're in development stage of that training uh... we're hoping to get that out come middle of july if everything goes as planned we're going to try to get that on the dashboard that way it will be available for the drivers to be able to see the training also with the new ELD interface and a software download because that's all we're doing we're not changing out your people on tablet it's a software download that we can do from anywhere um, Along with that, there is a built-in ELD user guide. It's a step-by-step operating guide built into the tablet that a driver can always go back at any time and bring it up and read if they are struggling with certain parts of
0: that. And how long How long are we, when did we start the testing phase of this with the drivers?
3: We, we've been in the pilot phase now for eight weeks.
0: So we've been doing it for a little while.
3: Yes. Uh, great results. I have people in my daily training class at uh, 2 o'clock every day here in the training department. After the class is done, I do my ELD presentation. They're asking me, when can I go on it? I got drivers actually coming and asking to want to be on this ELD.
0: It's, it's really good to see as big as, of a deal as this is for CFI and basically the transportation world in general. All industry. Yeah, um, it's good to see that us get ahead of it, get some test drivers out, work the kinks out, and make sure that everything's going to roll out smoothly for our drivers overall when, when we have to roll that.
3: Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, they implemented this in December of 2017 when the ELD mandate took effect. But since CFI operated AOBRD since 2010, we got an extra two years kind of as a reward for already being on AOBRDs. So we got until um, December 16th of 2019 to be ELD compliant. With that being said, this is a federal thing. This is going to be nationwide with every company out there come December 16th of 2019 They have to be full ELD compliant to operate and function in the U.S. And when do we plan
0: on going live with it?
3: Our goal is to have every truck uh, full ELD by Halloween of 2019. Uh, Our intentions is starting around the 1st of July, start adding trucks to this. That way we're not uh, overwhelming people. We can take small numbers of trucks and add them into this. That way we got training that we can offer to these drivers and everybody just doesn't wake up in their ELD. We're not going to have that happen. We'll make sure that drivers are going to know when they're going to be turned to ELD. We're going to have the training out there for them drivers so they can be properly trained on the ELD interface. Brian, uh, we've gotten a lot of
1: good info here. and I would just ask anything from the training perspective Do you have any tips that you've heard from the pilot drivers or just you've discovered yourself? uh, Obviously, really early stuff here at this point still, but any tips that you would have to give
3: to anybody that's getting ready to make this transition, because we all are? Yeah, I I do have some tips, uh, some from the pilot drivers and some from my years of driving and also from driving under ELD. Uh, The hours of service hasn't changed. Our work functions haven't changed. How we're supposed to love our work functions. Nothing is changing on this. With the ELD interface, all it's doing is taking, making everything one touch for the drivers to update their information, which is going to save the drivers time. But we still have to practice trip planning. We have to practice time management. And we also have to make sure that we understand the hours of service and how we are supposed to load work functions and non-working functions.
1: Yeah,
3: it all makes sense.
0: Uh, going back just a couple steps. steps, um, what is that training going to look like in the sense is, are the drivers going to have to be routed in? Or are they going to be able to stay out on the road? We'll just give them the information out there or what would that look like? Yeah, we're going to be able
3: to do it a couple different ways. When the drivers come through, yeah, it's great. We're going to be able to grab them, come in here, spend some time with them hands on, but we're going to have training on the dashboard and stuff. Um, we're developing a video. We got some uh, laminated like reference sheets that we're putting together on just like quick reminders Plus also, like I said, we got the ELD user guide built into the ELD tablet now. So we got a bunch of different options. But one thing that we uh, gotta make for sure that each driver, whenever they get flipped to ELD, you will be assigned a new laminated instruction card for roadside inspections. So we gotta get those out to the drivers. And also within that ELD user guide, there is a malfunction diagnostic uh, guide in there we got to make sure our drivers know that's part of a roadside inspection. you got to have that malfunction guide. So, yes, we've got to let them know where to find that information at if asked by DOT.
0: Yeah, I think just to give a plug to another big thing that we just had come up was, was the Facebook workplace. I think there's a lot of opportunity with that application, with with ELDs and with other things that we have coming up to be able to use some of the tools within that app that would really help everybody out a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to have a good, good ability to or drivers especially be able to communicate with the training department without having to tie up phone lines or having to wait and having to come to Joplin just to receive some extra input. Would you agree with that, Brian?
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, We get the technology out there and stuff. You know, this is 2019. Let's use it. Let's use it where it's resourceful, uh, where it's going to save the driver's time, you know, Less time they can spend in here talking with me in the office on training and stuff. If they can get that done on the road while en route and stuff, yeah, let's let's use it. It's a no-brainer. No yeah, no right
1: for sure. Well, and, you know, I know we've talked uh, workplace a little bit today, but I want to make sure that uh, just give that quick little, little shout-out. Sure. If you don't know how to use it, please reach out to uh, the help desk or the pit crew here at the terminal in Joplin so they can help you get set up because especially going forward, there's going to be so much good information and, and make Absolutely. it just so much easier to communicate with all staff, not just Joplin staff and drivers for CFI, but all staff, all terminals, everybody. So, we we'll want to make sure we mention that. And, you know, Ryan? Right you know,
0: we, we've all been looking for a way to, um, you know, we, we've always made the comments comparing us to other pieces of the industry where, you know, pickup and delivery type people, they're home every night and our drivers are out over the road and they're gone away from us and we don't, we don't ever get to have that hands-on approach with them what kind of workplace kind of give, gives us that so you know we can video chat with you we can you, know, you can show us exactly what you're looking at and having issues with and we can help you walk you through that and make sure that you're taking care of the way you should be so there's really just a lot of good opportunity with that and I'm, I'm pretty
1: excited about it I know we are too and I've been with fuel we've already got a good fuel optimization do training i have started to see some stuff popping up from the training department up on there and I know we're still early with it So I know there's more to come. But, you know, as we wrap up, Brian, I just want to thank you for taking the time with us today and being a part of the podcast here.
3: Yeah, uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, I want to let every driver know that the safety training department, we're from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Central Time, Monday through Friday. Feel free to reach out to us uh, with any concerns, any training, anything we can help you with. Uh, Give us a call. We're there for the drivers. Thanks, Brian. Thank you all very much. All right. Well, coming up next, we
1: will have uh, Albert Ariola, professional driver who's been on ELD already since the beginning of the pilot program. He's going to be able to share some really exciting information about how it has worked for him.
0: Next up, I'd like to bring in Mr. Albert Ariola, really good friend of mine, kind of been a mentor for me as I was out on the road, and we've just stayed in good contact, and always enjoy getting to see you. Welcome.
4: Appreciate it. I'm Albert Ariola Jr. Been with the company almost 26 years, so almost since September, September 10th, 11th will be my anniversary. Three million miles, accident-free, and just doing what I'm supposed to do.
1: Yeah, actually, I'd uh, I'd like to congratulate you, Albert. That three million miles, that just happened, didn't it?
4: Yes, sir. It just uh, just happened a couple of weeks ago, less than a month. But other than that, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying myself and having a good time, just doing what I'm supposed to do.
1: Good. Well, thank you very much for for all your service and all all your effort here. And I think there's another little congratulations. I like I like Jeff to give this one because I know I know he uh, he feels a little more investment in this part, and I know I know he'd like to tell you this.
0: Yeah, so a little bit more background to the story between Albert and I. Uh, we were actually trained by the same guy, uh, Bobby Chilcote. Albert was one of Bobby's first students. I was one of Bobby's last students and got us, I believe, at least me, uh, into competing at the uh, Missouri Truck Driving Championships. Albert, is that the same case for you? Has kind of Bobby led you in that direction?
4: Oh, yeah. He always was telling me, get you got to get in. it, You got to get in. It. And a special way of the talks is you got to get it in at hand. So other than that, I mean, he got me in, and and Jeff also. And I've been there back-to-back, and just recently I won uh, third place in the Missouri State sleeper Birth competition. There again, I mean, there was a lady there at the uh, the La Quinta a couple of weeks, a week ago, and she said, oh, so you won sleeper Birth? third place? I said, yes, ma'am. So you mean if you would have slept a little bit longer, you would have gotten (laughs) second or first? I said, yes, yes, we'll take it for that.
0: Well, not only that, Albert has also won the pre-trip, Portion of the truck driving championship twice in the past. He actually had a perfect score on this course or this this go around, um, but just missed it by the time, exactly. just by a few seconds was what I was told.
4: Exactly. You got to consider. Here we go again. I mean, but it, it's an honor to have that. The gentleman that beat me was in the uh, what is it, delivery van division or step deck van. Other than that, I mean. One unit against two units, but here we go again. It's just the protocol, the procedures, and everything that they liked a little bit more on him and the time. But here we go again. I mean, the the DOT officers do, did tell me time and time again, we we have no words. We have no words. I said, but you never know. So apparently they he beat me, but to it.
0: So that's good to see. You know, you're you're getting more often than not. You're getting a really good score when you compete at the state level, and that transitions from back and forth between the competition and your actual job and. It just goes to show when you are you know what you're doing and you kind of just get in that mode and it's routine, it, it really be, just becomes like kind of a smooth smooth deal and you just know what you're looking for and it makes it easier to find. Yes, it does. Kind of that kind of a routine.
4: It is. But then again, I mean, we got to give credit to the people in the background too. There's a lot of people that help us to get to that also. The training department, I mean, it's constantly giving us all this information and especially the procedures and go after, go after what we got to look after and stuff like that and I mean, it's just constant. But here we go again. I mean, I really say thank you, gracias, to all the people in the background that you never guys see. And I mean, it's they keep us, they keep us a check.
0: It's amazing to see going from you know being over the road to an in-house employee and then all the effort that goes into planning that weekend. And then when it comes, it's it's over and done with in the blink of an eye. And it's it's amazing the amount of work that goes into it. And then it's just. You get down there and it just gets over so quick.
4: Yes, it does. But then again, I mean, it gets you to know what you got to check for next year. Yeah. And all of you guys also in the background also are like, okay, we got to do this. We got to. So one up the next year, next year, next That's year. Right. I mean, so it's, it's a constant work in progress. It kind of
0: creates that brotherhood between the competitors from CFI and it creates that level of competition for you guys wanting to compete against each other and do better
2: every year. You're
4: right. Yes, it is. I mean, but then again, I mean, as you guys, some of you guys know that. What I always say, it's a familia that we, we form That's out right. here. It's a family atmosphere. Especially, I mean, it's, it's, we got to learn from each other and help each other because we want to be number one, which we are.
0: Well, I've already congratulated you, Albert, but, again, congratulations on doing that. It's, it's always an honor to see that type of thing brought back to CFI, and hopefully we can do bigger and better things next year.
4: Thank you. Thank you. We will.
0: To move on, um, Albert was also one of the test drivers for the, the new ELD mandate that we're going to see here. In the very near future, um, how long have you been on that?
4: As a matter of fact, I think I'm going on two months and a, two months and a half already. Okay. Which I think I was one of the was one of the first ones to get on it. It's been a work in progress, but other than that, I mean, a lot of people say, and I've heard on the trucking radio, and the trucking radio, uh, a lot of people describe it as a, t- a, t- a ticking time bomb. Yes and no, it is. But I mean, here we go again. It keeps you on your toes. You literally got to know what you're doing and stuff like that. On time-wise, management, it's always been management, but here we go. Now it's to the second, very precise. I mean, but if you do your job, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, just you got to micromanage yourself. And to your point,
0: it's it's really not a change in anything. It's just forcing you to do what the rules are already in place.
4: Very true, very true. Here we go again, like I say. I mean, it's just keeping you constantly knowing what your next step is, there's always going to be parameters or different things that are going to be thrown at you, traffic, weather. I mean, even the simple, I mean, simple, the, the, the shipper or the receiver. I mean, the, there's always going to be what if, what if. You always, you're always going to run into that. And nowadays, it counts more. But here we go again. There's always, it's not a gray area. There's always that area that you can use, protectors of, communicate, as always. They always told us, communicate. Send messages. I mean, once you start seeing something, start sending messages. Um, you know, you, uh, you've been testing this, and it's no
1: secret that it had been a freight soft market, especially through the first quarter, early part of the second. It's, it's been a rough market. I mean, you've seen it out on the road, and we know we hear about it. We hear the, hear the frustrations from drivers. So you've been testing this in that tough market. Um, we can talk about how your consistency and, and things have been, but you were talking about being prepared. So in a tough market, you don't get pre-planned as often. Pretty normal. That's pretty standard. Sure. Uh, it just kind of happens. It's a it's, a, it's a, an effect. So how would you approach going into a customer and not knowing what your next one's going to be with ELD? How, what was your approach to that so that you could make sure you had hours to keep working?
4: No, yeah. honestly, I mean, usually we were trained by Bob Chilcott, like uh, Jefferson, and it's always keep one up, one up, meaning literally – all today's technology, I was at the point that where the technology that I had was literally just a payphone and write everything down. Nowadays, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, you guys are more more into the, here we go again, with technology. I mean, Google map it. Map it. Look at it and stuff like that. Or even call the shipper once in a while if you can't really look at the directions and stuff like that. Google map it. Okay. And go on in there. Me and myself, I was taught that. Go on in there and see what you can do. They say, hey, hi, I'm here. You know, if you guys want it, if not, I'll find a place to pull park. If not, I can, if I could park in your in your own parking lot. But other than that, I mean, always try to make it there early to see and take a break there. I mean, yeah, sometimes you're not going to have facilities. You got to have to uh, wing it. But here we go again. I mean, hopefully the the shipper or the receiver will say, hey, we'll load you, we'll unload you right now. And as a matter of fact, uh, go from there. Hopefully, I mean, the odds are 50-50. Who knows? But other than that, I mean there's always places around there. If not, go to the nearest truck stop and wait until the next morning.
0: What was the so the there's some changes to the user interface as you're looking at that people net from what it was before to what the new ELD is now I know how you're seeing the screens and what buttons are where. How
4: was that e- how was that to transition to that? It took me about three, four Five days, in all honesty. Once I got used to it, I mean, it was just second nature. Here we go again. I've gone from paper, I've gone to A O B R D, and now I went to the E L D. But I mean, the transition, I mean, I mean, I got training, yeah, on all all three of the aspects. But here we go again. Once you're on on hand, it's up to you to take it and run with it. Other than that, I mean, they they Brian. Hell, well, yeah, nice man in the training department. He showed me what it was going to be about. But here we go again. You can explain and explain and explain. But once you're out there and you're looking at it and you have to deal with it, you got you got to one-up yourself and work with it. But other than that, I mean, if you do have difficulties, you can always call them, and they'll, they're more than happy to help you out and show you what you're doing.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm actually, Albert, I'm going to pick on you for a second. Because, uh, uh, you, you know, obviously it's important when you talk about changing these technologies. Everybody has a different grasp of technology. And, uh, you know, I remember you were in here last week for the rodeo. And uh, I, I told you, Albert, are you on Workplace yet? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you started laughing at me. I don't do this technology. I don't do it. You know, we, we had to drag you kicking and screaming into some of these new features with uh, Workplace and Transflow, which you had just adopted, and, and uh, the way my truck app. So I've it, actually
0: helped put some of those apps on his phone for him. So <laughs> we
1: we had, we had among, to help him last week people, too. Uh, <laughs> so um, so so you're not a, a quick adapter of technology.
4: Yeah. In all honesty, no. And I, I mean, I'll tell you. I mean, I've even told everybody here. I mean, I'm not. I'm not computer friendly. I'm not a. I'm not. I mean, I I really don't like. I love it. As a matter of fact, once KK, the the lady that installed the the weigh my truck app, man, I'm in love with that thing. I mean, you just drive up there, you give them the code, it'll tell you what code to put in there. You put it on there, I mean, two or three seconds, you're done. And like, okay, if I want to go pick up the paper, I can go. If not, it emails it to you. What else do you have to do? Nothing in all honesty. The other way, it would take me up to a, at least minimum 20 minutes easily. And hopefully there wasn't a line at the register.
0: Yeah, by <laughs> the time
4: you get get all that done,
0: go park somewhere, go inside... Course, you're probably going to get something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're at least 20, 30 minutes
4: minimum. And I used it a couple of times twice already, and I, I loved it. I, and I, I appreciate you guys, KK, were installing it. And as a matter of fact, later on, she's going to install my Flying J. A lot of you guys already have it, the Flying J, but I still don't have it. You see what I mean? <laughs> but other than that, I'm wor- it's a work in progress for me too.
1: This, does
0: yeah. to go, this just goes to show that you can teach old dogs new tricks.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can, <laughs> and I'm loving it. <laughs> well, uh, and we'll, we'll get right back to ELD. I just want to make sure that, that – and I know not everybody knows when, when Albert's talking about talking to KK, he's actually talking about her, – her name's Kanika. She works here at the pit stop or the pit crew in uh, the driver services building, and uh, they're, they're a group – if you're having problems like, like Albert was with the technology, uh, you just come into the Joplin Terminal, and they will gladly help you get anything like that installed or help you with your personal technology devices as well. So
0: yeah, that's really good to hear. They can, they do a good job and uh, always make sure that the drivers are taken care of. Yep. So Albert, anything that you guys or anything that you've seen yeah. out there when you're on the road and you're using this over the last couple months, um, any issues that you had with it, struggles? I know there was some back and forth, you know, checking on things between you know the log department, safety, and and you as one of the users of this. Uh, anything that you can share with the group? Here
4: we go again. It's a, It's been a constant work in progress. I mean, it's it's a new system where we're, everybody's trying to work with it. And it's, it's, it's getting it's getting more and more productive and easily for me and them, too, because we're learning the bugs out of it. There's a little bit of bugs that were in it, but, I mean, now we're learning how to do this, do that. They got an app on the phone that you can certify your logs also nowadays. And, I mean, you can review your logs. Uh, you can edit your logs to a point. I mean, annotations and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean... It's just constantly, there was a couple of times that the machine turned off, but I mean, uh, technology. It'll turn off, but it's still pegging you what you're doing. Sure. Once it turns on again, like, uh-oh, here it is. Here's what you did. So I mean, there's really not, there's really, there are glitches in anything, in anything, even in life. But uh, with this thing, I mean, it'll pick up the glitch, it'll tell them what happened, why did it powered down, or why. It'll even give malfunction codes. If you ever get DOT, they're there. I mean, the guy even can read them. On the e rods So, some of the one of the questions that came in, um, what happens
0: when is this thing going to log my truck moving as soon as I start rolling those wheels?
4: Yes and no. Here we go again. You have a parameter. There is a four, and uh, as Alicia Slaughter said, I'm i I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a a great driver at four miles an hour. Anything other than four miles an hour, I mean, you can move a great distance. To you, it's great. To the people behind you or around you, it's going to turn them up like, what? But once they find out and once they go into ELUGS, they're going to know what you're doing. Anybody that knows that you're on ELUGS or has been has on ELUGS literally knows that, hey, he's moving around, but he's, that's why he's moving at four miles an hour. Other than that, once you peg five miles, you're on, and you can't change anything after that. Well, and the important thing to
0: understand with that is once you there's a change in duty status, we're not allowed to edit
4: it anymore. Very true, especially the driving. I mean, it's just there. It's, yep. it's so watch yourself it is what, what you're it doing. Is. Watch yourself what you're doing. I mean, yes, you can. The 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 myth that you can't move, you can't move an inch, you can't move a, a quarter of an inch. No, you can, you can. But I mean, just be careful. I mean, we all we all do it. I mean, we all did it anyway a long time ago, even with papers. Nowadays, I mean, this is literally micromanaging you to the inch. I mean, but I mean, just be careful if you're gonna move it, and just just safety conscious wise.
2: Sure.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think it's important to note on there that the cutoff is five miles an hour for when it starts going. That's why you're saying the four miles an hour. So realistically, we know in these trucks that once you let off that brake, that truck's probably moving about three or four miles an hour. So you're going to be idling around. Is that about right? If, if you're moving the truck, we don't recommend any long-distance moves, but if you have to move it around to get to a parking spot, something like that, that's the only way to do it
4: very true and i've, I've done that i mean i've been at the fuel island i finished fuel and stuff like that and it goes red it goes the i call it the sun or the eclipse and it'll show you the zero zero hours available and okay but here we go again now i got to go find a parking spot okay i'll go find it i'll put my flashers on hopefully the people understand that i'm coming around you know going in and being safe conscious and all that i'm i'll find a parking spot i'll find it and i'm done for the day i'm done so
0: did you see any issues come up you know, you're you're picking up and delivering loads of customers. Did you see any issues comes up where the ELD caused any
4: concerns for you? Not the ELD itself, the customer itself. I'll give you a prime example. There in Phoenix, Arizona at Adobe Air. I went to go pick up. They had me go pick up at 3 p.m. No problem there. But once I got there, the guy looked at me and I said, okay, are you the only CFI out there? I kind of hesitated, and I started laughing, and you know me how I am. I looked at him and said, I'm it's the only truck that I'm out there. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, we got a problem. I said, okay, this is going to be good. Explain yourself. He said, well, the load, we got half of it here. I said, okay, this is going to be good. I said, As a matter of fact, where's the chair? He said, right there. Let me sit down. I said, what What's? What are you going to tell me now? Well, that other CFI took the other trailer, that other partial from you, six pallets. I said, so what are we doing? Well, we're communicating with your company and we're turning them around. Says this is gonna be a long one. Said, no, no, we're commu this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> At, remember I said three o'clock. Eight o'clock the guy showed up. So yes, now I'm out of hours. And I already had communicated to the company. I'm gonna be out of hours and this and that. I said, This is gonna be a long one and I said, well, do what you can do. I said, I appreciate it. I said, but I'm working the gate's going to close here also. The guy's literally going to cl- close. I said, I am going to have to move on personal conveyance. There is a stipulation on that too, which is great. You, But you got to give them the information what you're doing and 50 miles to the nearest place you're going to have facilities. So the nearest place was Casa Grandes or Eloy at the P- Petro, 50, exactly 49 miles. Great. So I took it to my advantage to get over there at 9.30 I took off. So, yes, I then again, I got there at 10.30. But, yes, I mean, that was the only reason I had to use that. It, uh, like I say, explain yourself why you're doing those movements, and it'll note it. Noted, and laws will talk to you the next morning and say, hey, you did this, you did this. Yes, I, say, oh, I see your explanations here. Great, no problem.
0: You bring up a good point with the yeah. explanations. Yeah. When you, when you are doing something pre-trip, fueling, whatever that may be, you want to make sure that you annotate that and, and show some type of description there.
4: And that's what, uh, like Jeff said right there, nowadays – they they call them annotations and you'll see that you guys that are going to get this the annotation you, you have to hit it once you're on once you go on duty which is a work in progress nowadays also they're going to fill in that it'll bring you up a, a screen that says why are you why, what are you doing and it's not right now but they're working on it and as a matter of fact a couple of a week ago we had a a meeting and they're even going to drop uh you know fueling scaling and stuff like that words that are you just hit that, and that's your annotation, and you go on with that. Now, right now, you do type in what you got to do. But other than that, I mean, it's great. I mean, you just tell them what you're doing. The DOT loves it because they know what you're doing, and they say, oh, okay, you did this, you did this, well, that's why you're on duty. Yes, sir. And they'll leave you alone.
1: Yeah, if you've got those well maintained notes, I think you're going to have a lot easier time with the DOT officers. I think the, the big thing, cause you remember, this is new for them, too. So, you know, yes, ELD's been out for a couple of years at this point, but none of the big carriers are ELD. We're still one of the early carriers starting to adopt. Everybody's testing it like we are, but nobody's adopted yet. So this is going to be new for the DOT as well. So making sure and keeping yourself and keeping your nose out of the mud, it's going to be all about those notes.
0: And one of the most important things, I think, to talk about is productivity. Very there true. has been a lot of concern to your to what we're, you know, we're talking about with DLD that it's going to affect drivers' productivity, um, and it's going to really – the perception was maybe that it's going to affect a lot of, you know, companies, um, shippers and receivers on how, you know, the revenue that they're making, how much revenue is the driver is making. How much has that affected you over the last couple of months?
4: No, honestly, like you said, the perception, the myth, the the, the gap that all the drivers have, the, no, I'm not going to be able to. I've been averaging a month for these two and a half months, uh, easily 11 and a half, 11,500 miles a month, easily. I mean, almost a month man, 3,000 somewhat a, a, a week. I mean, yeah, it, it keeps you on your toes and this and that. I mean, sometimes you're to the minute. But other than that, I mean, I mean, it's there. I mean, like I say, it's a ticking time, bomb, but you got to know what you're doing. You literally, and hopefully, when they do give you the loads, and they do give you the loads, uh, the, you run from point A to point B, there's, some, uh, there's always that gray area that you're going to run to. It's not ready yet or it's not preloaded or stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, you get to your next place or to your shipper to receiver and keep on going i mean you, sometimes you're gonna have to sleep at that at that shipper or receiver sometimes you got to get close to it and sometimes you might have to use even here we go again use that personal conveyance to get you to a safe place that you will be able to take your 10-hour break it's
0: it's important to make sure that you're you're planning your trips out every day know what you're doing before you start
1: you know when it when it comes to to uh looking for advice and you're looking for advice on how to plan those things obviously that is going to become incredibly important and how you best utilize your time during breaks and you know when you can do a 10 when you can take a 12 or a longer break or something like that you're going to have to plan that out very thoughtfully Um, you know for advice about that obviously we have the training department Albert's been been, uh, talking them up quite a bit and then Workplace is going to be a good option as well we've got a lot of drivers signing on to Workplace and we'll keep trying to make Albert get on there and do more comments. We're working on it. But, uh, you know, so that you're going to have a lot of good resources out there to help you better manage that clock because that's the hardest part about getting into this industry. Driving the truck is one thing. Then you got to figure out how to plan a day.
0: Yeah. And, Adam, you know, another opportunity to plug Workplace. Um, as we've been bringing in Workplace over the last month or so and we're getting ready to go through this ELD change, there are more opportunities with Workplace to use this. Um, When our drivers are seeing issues out there, and they, it's always easier when you can see it and look at it, and we have that opportunity with Workplace to video chat with folks and drivers, whether it's a new driver and they don't understand how to use a piece of equipment, technology, or whatever that may be, we could video chat with that driver and see what they're looking at and then walk them through that. Yeah. The example that I used with IT this morning when I was talking to them about it, I said, Dakota, is it easier for you to have me explain what I'm trying to have you fix on my computer, or is it easier for you to remote access, look at it, and then you can just see what I'm talking about? And, of course, the answer was to remote access and see what I'm talking about. So it's the (laughs) same kind of
4: concept. So other than that, like Jeff was saying and Adam, I mean, they've been asking me, and I'll tell you guys, I mean, the productivity is there. I mean, it doesn't harp you. As long as you do your job... Like anything, as long as you do your job, I mean, you're gonna be productive even with an ELD. I mean, literally the miles are there. I mean, sometimes it does take a little bit of, of uh, operations to help you out. Also, I mean, if you have troubles, call them out. And say, hey, I need I need miles and this and I haven't had to get to that point. But other than that, I mean, I mean, here we go again. They know what I can uh, capable of, and they keep throwing at me. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. There's there's times that I am tired. Don't get me wrong. I said, but here we go again. I'm safe. I mean, but other than that, I mean, I know when to call it if I have to call it. But other than that, uh, with all these two months that I, two and a half months that I've been on, I think I've only done two rest- restarts. I mean, it, it's there. It is. It's right in front of you.
0: Well, that's good stuff to hear, Albert. As always, appreciate your time being here. Um, we appreciate your participation in this. What you did at the truck driving championships, but importantly, more importantly, with this ELD update. All the work that you put into this to help make it so when we actually have to roll this out to our professional drivers, it's going to be a seamless transition.
4: Well, guys, I well, appreciate you guys also giving me the opportunity. I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, it's kind of nerve wracking once you get something new at it and thrown at you but like, hey, you got to see what you can do with it and stuff like that. Which, I mean, with the training and everything from Brian and the lady in the logs, uh, Brittany, and everything helping me out and stuff like that, I mean, it's a work in progress, but I mean, it's it's there. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, I haven't seen nothing, nothing, nothing negative at at all. I mean, it's all positive, positive. Keep on going. I mean, you might think I'm selling it to you guys, but no. I mean, it's there. As long as you do your job, and I'm doing mine.
1: Albert, thank you very much for coming and being a part of this today. And like like Jeff said, thank you for being a part of this pilot program because, you know, it's it's your efforts and then everybody that's been out there with you. I think we've got about 12 other trucks. That are, that are actively, and I say trucks because we've got a couple of team ones out there, and so, so it's a combination of, of effort, and it, it's going to help this program be successful from the start and work these bugs out now. So thank you very much for joining us.
4: I appreciate it. Gracias for giving me the opportunity, and thank you. Thank you, I mean, for everybody. I mean, it's a work in progress for everybody, but, I mean, I really appreciate it, the, the time you guys gave me also.
1: Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this special ELD podcast. We appreciate you listening to us and, and uh, you know, hearing what uh, everybody around here has to say. You know, with uh, we've talked a lot about Workplace with the introduction of Workplace. I actually want to give a shout-out to a few professional drivers who have hopped on there and helped us get some of the questions that we asked today. So uh, I just want to thank Donald Finley, Isabella Harris, and Charles Mock for helping us get some of the content for this show. We appreciate you guys a lot, and, you know, we'll continue to, to put stuff out there on the YVH section. Of workplace, just looking for input for the show. Um, so we appreciate you guys very much. And, you know, from my end, thank you very much. Jeff, do you have anything you'd like to say? Yeah, you know,
0: as Jerry mentioned, when we talked about the safety message at the beginning of the show, you know, leaving yourself out and getting the big picture, uh, I would say always make sure that when, wherever you're at, don't ever let your guard down. Make sure that you're checking things out before you take off um, and just, you know, stay relaxed. You know, there's a lot of traffic going to be out there. We just come out of the uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we're going to be heading into Independence Day and that whole, all that festivity. Uh, it's going to be busy summer months. There's probably going to be a lot of road construction going on. You guys, just give yourself a break, back off a little bit. It's not worth the stress and heartache um, of trying to to run fast and get there hard and uh, just give yourself a little bit of time.
1: Yep. Don't let Don't let the other driver run your day
0: that's right appreciate everybody's time and then we'll see you next month. Yeah.